0: Hello everybody and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard. It's in the name. I'm Matt, I'm your host, and with me this week are two fantastic co-hosts who will not get powers from Cosmic Rays. They'll just be awesome. Sorry, I I don't have any Cosmic Rays to hit them with. And and they wouldn't like it, maybe. I mean, I don't know, maybe they would. It depends entirely on what powers they get. First up... Um, I don't know what powers she would get, but she already has the power to write practically everything on the site and edit everything on the site and be constantly everywhere at once. So, Ann Stickney, what have you been up to this weekend?
3: Um, hi, what have I been up to this week? I've been working on my monk a bit and I decided to like go through all of the Suramar stuff again, not because I need to, but just because I really like Suramar. Um, beyond that, I haven't really done a whole heck of a lot like I've been waiting for Antorus to open up and it did today the first wing of LFR opened up so now I get to do that when I have some free time to do it
2: <laughs> so a couple months
3: Um, a while yeah I, I, I was like maybe I'll get to it this weekend but then I remembered that oh yeah I need to set up like the Christmas tree and stuff around here <laughs> so I may or may not be able to squeeze in LFR somewhere in there I hope so but yeah that's about it really that okay. and Animal Crossing.
0: Yes, well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Quite frankly, it's not even worth asking. Speaking of Animal Crossing and people who don't have their souls anymore. How you doing, Mitch? I'm great. Have have you actually like I don't know if Tom Nook is much in the new one. From what I understand, he's not.
2: No, he's Tom he's Nook not. is
0: not really there. It's mostly just you at a campsite. Which I feel is, you know, it's it it's fitting for a mobile game because You ever wonder what World of Warcraft would be like as a mobile game? Like what they would take out? I dread how much money I would spend on it.
3: It would be like the mission tables all the time. The thing (laughs) is, you know what the weird part is? Um, Okay, so part of the stuff in Animal Crossing and I know people are like, oh god, Animal Crossing I don't want to hear about it. Well, you're going to hear about it Okay, just briefly here There's this bit in Animal Crossing where you can construct furniture for your campsite and for your camper and all of the animals, each animal likes a different set of furniture, so in order to invite them to your campsite, you have to build the appropriate furniture, right? Well, each Mm -hmm. piece, you ask this llama to do it for you, (laughs) because, you know Animal Crossing, um Each piece takes a certain amount of time to complete. Some of them take as little as a minute, all the way up to um, the last thing that, or the thing that I completed that took the most time was a harpsichord that took 24, no, it took yeah, it took 24 hours. Wait, some some uh, no, 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 no. You're making a
0: harpsichord stuff. at a campsite?
3: Yeah, because the dog wanted it. You
0: camp it. fancy.
3: Well, the dog oh, wanted, wanted it. Just,
2: I just unlocked the harpsichord, but I don't have the materials for it. Okay, um, yeah, so it takes,
3: clockio? like, it takes like a full 24 hours of waiting yeah, for that. T- some of but the, but buildings the thing is,
0: here's, hours.
3: Here's, here's the fun part, though, is that... You can use these things called leaf tickets to speed up the process and get it done immediately, but you only have so many leaf tickets. And they're also one of those things that you can purchase for real money if you want to. I think that World of Warcraft and the mission table system has effectively trained me out of wanting to buy those leaf tickets. Because I see something take seven hours to build. I'm like, oh yeah, that's fine. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. You no, know, now that I that's think about as about it, long as kind of it takes to go to light. Argus and get something done there. You know, that's fine. I'll come back later.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I've been, to be honest. <laughs> I haven't spent any money on it yet, and I. It's yeah, weird because it's like an
3: animal furniture construction version of the mission table system. Is what it is. That's what that's what Animal Crossing is. <laughs>
0: The next expansion is actually going to be going and like getting animals to build you furniture while you're doing other things on on Azeroth. It's well, they so have wholesome. those
3: little the Vulpix or whatever those are, right? Yeah, what the little
0: the, fox
2: people. Yeah, the, Vo- the ones Vulpen?
3: that were showing. Yeah, the I ones think. that they were showing in like I think Vulpix is a Pokemon.
2: Vulpix is a Pokemon. <laughs>
3: okay, so Vulpin, whatever the little fox dudes, they have them along with the yeah the, the turtle Snake dudes. People. And the snake people. I
0: I am so excited that Totolans are going to make an appearance in WoW in this expansion. Yeah. Battle for Azeroth won my heart a little bit just with that. I was like turtle people, little turtle people. I don't even care. (laughs) Don't (laughs) care what happens in this expansion. Sylvanas can like destroy Stormwind and enslave the Alliance as long as there are turtle people. Some hope. (laughs) I'll just
3: go hang out with the turtles.
2: I'm saving that voice clip forever, Rossi (laughs) Just so you know.
0: Fine. As long You're as there are right. turtle people, there's hope even in the face of you.
3: But that's the thing about Animal Crossing, though, is it's like, it's seriously, it's like a glorified mission table system, so I'm not mad at it. I don't really care about having to wait, because it's like, I don't want to play this like, nonstop anyway. It's just one of those games that you check in on, do some errands for a few people, and then you put it away for a while, so.
0: I got a weird present this week. Uh, <gasps> what did my you birthday's get? Because coming up. My birthday's coming up, and one of the presents I got was uh, guys, a game called Pills of Eternity. I don't know if you guys have ever played it.
2: I have heard of it. I haven't played it.
0: Uh, what's weird is you recognize voice actors. And specifically, one of the members of my party is a big, affable, South Seas type who's like kind of a bard. And he's really into lore, and he's really friendly, and he's, he's voiced by Patrick Seitz, the voice of Garage Hellscream. Oh boy. So every time he opens his mouth to say something, you know, charming and folksy, I'm like, garage is trying to be charming and folksy at me. I don't know what to do with this. It's like, he's like, oh, that sounds exciting. Except it's you know, that sounds exciting. It's like, oh, you've God. done good work. Wow. has so many voice actors on it now that I can't watch anime or play video games without thinking, oh, it's that guy like.
2: Yeah, I know. I was that, watching I Young
0: Justice. Like I one of the shows I used to love is Young Justice. I was watching it recently and the voice of Red Arrow is is Murad. Really? From from warlords. Yeah, it's the same guy. So, cool. I'm like watching Red Arrow angst this way through the show. I'm like, "No, that's Murad. Murad, you shouldn't be Murad. Don't don't be a clone, Murad. No, it's wrong. You should be out there fighting for the light." Ah, <sighs> so that was my week. Anyway, should talk about stuff lots of stuff happening um gonna throw this one to mitch first because he had mentioned it in the pre-show so uh, yes, uh, we, we were talking about the various things we're going to talk about one of them is uh heroes of the storms ptr is coming or is out uh, with so with hanzo. yeah so yeah the, uh,
2: that that was kind of the confusing thing the ptr has been out for i believe this is its third week um and initially it was just the 2018 changes which you know the so stealth changes map changes stuff like that um you could technically get hanzo in tri mode using like console commands and stuff, but last week he officially made his appearance uh, as someone you could test in the game. Uh, However, that usually means that Heroes are going to release the next week, um, which would be today, and we got a Hero trailer, like the Spotlight video yesterday. The one with all the
3: abilities and stuff on it, right?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not in the game, and he'll be coming next week with the Christmas stuff and um, holiday stuff stuff and the what you gonna call it 2018 update i think is coming next week is that coming that next stuff. week i think so i it it would make sense since it's all on the ptr right now i mean i know it doesn't have to be that way but that's all on the ptr now and uh, i'm pretty sure they said this would be a three-week ptr um so yeah but hanzo also got straight up buffs all across the board like every single ability got buffed i think like basic ability um, and I think one of his heroics got buffed, too.
3: Was that just because he wasn't beefy enough, or?
2: Uh, yeah, he he's pretty much been universally received very poorly, to be honest. Um, which.
3: I know Alex I know. was saying he was just he. There was nothing really extraordinary or interesting about him per se. Yeah,
2: I I might give him another go when he actually comes out and see if I can find a niche for him. But I he's just uh. It's weird it it doesn't translate well, I don't think the aiming on the move like snipe aiming on the move because he one of his abilities you charge it up like your bow in uh, overwatch, and you can move while it's charging so for one it, it makes it pretty difficult if you don't have certain quick casting settings on um but two it's even when you do it's kind of like it's just a weird thing to get used to moving and aiming at the same time and i you don't know he, he he could he could be something.
3: He's just not I'm curious that interesting.
2: I, I, yeah, I want to see how he plays out in the meta um and see what the pros think of him.
3: Cuz he's of a bummer because Alex Straza. I mean when they announced Alex Straza, that seemed like a really unique and interesting kind of oh, thing with the whole yeah. dragon thing and all of that. And then I was kind of expecting that Hanzo would be on the same level, but was, I guess not. That's kind
2: of the other weird thing is it's in the middle like right now we're in the middle of the Dragons of the Nexus event or something. Um but it ends next week, which is like the whole thing is celebrating Hanzo and um,
0: what's her Alex name? Alexstraza. But next
2: Hanzo's
0: week when he comes release out, release. he won't be there. Yeah. And <laughs> That's kind of cool. I,
2: I, I kind of got this sense when I saw Alex Straza or played Alex Straza and then played Hanzo that that was a deliberate release order. Because, um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure almost no hero is buffed uh, on the PTR before they're released. Usually it's a nerf, and Hanzo got buffed.
3: Usually they're really, really OP, and then once they hit live, they're nerfed a little bit. Yeah?
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, okay.
3: So, in this case, he he's not from... really, really OP. They've actually just buffed him up.
2: Yeah. Huh.
3: That's weird. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it is weird. Um, and it's also... The the other issue I have with him is... I don't know we're going on a while, but but uh his scatter arrow... You have to target like a wall or something to make it scatter, which that part makes sense. But in Overwatch, like one of the big things is aiming it at heroes' feet and having that like bounce up and you know, all five arrows or however many it is hit the hero at once. Um, That's a lot more difficult to do when you have to aim it off of a wall because heroes don't stand near walls as much. I I think it would be a lot better if they made it so you could aim it at the ground and have it bounce upward, but. I don't know if there's vertical geometry actually in Heroes, so I don't know how easy that would be to do.
0: Huh. All right, that's interesting. Uh, thing, the next thing we're going to mention is basically a 7.3.5 change, but it isn't a spoiler one. It's one that's actually play game mechanics. Basically, we now know how level scaling is going to work at least in terms of it's on the PTR and it's being tested. So we have a bare-bones understanding of how it is at this moment, not how it will be live, because we don't know for sure how it will be live. But uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, One of the things Rochelle wrote, Rochelle Riddle wrote the article for us covering it, and uh, one of the things that I thought was really interesting, I don't know if you guys thought, was that they're keeping zones... And dungeons are having like certain difficulties that, that stay. You can't just do anything you want. Like you can't start get to level ten and then immediately go to any zone uh in the old world. You still kinda have to follow the difficulty of the previous zones the way they used to be. Yeah, uh, what do you guys think about that?
2: There's there's a minimum like the maximum level is like is sixty, six, yeah, 60 for that. some, eighty for some, ninety for some, like that. But the minimum level to enter a zone is still it varies from zone to zone. I personally, I like it. Um, cause the issue has always been out leveling a zone. And, uh, I, I think Hezekostas during the Q and a made a, a good point. Like there's, there's the bear that will come and say hi to you. If you go too close to the other zone and you, if you lose that feeling, it, it doesn't feel like there's anything to look forward to by powering up, I guess. Like I remember way back when I played in vanilla, um, I was in tourist fall and I walked over to Western Lands and I got the hello from the bear and the entire time I was leveling, I could not wait until I was high enough level to get to Western Plaglands so I could kill that bear. Well,
0: it's like, I mean, th- I you like used that to have feeling. to, when you had to run to Scarlet Monastery back in the old days, um, for a lot of people, you'd start down in um, st- on South shore and then you'd make your way North to get up to, uh, Scarlet Monastery. You'd always end up going to, cutting through the Lands. And it would always be like the vengeance bears just waiting for you as you cross the river. They'd be like, you know, <laughs> vengeance bears. And you just had to like run and hope, you know, just hope you got through them. Hope they got bored before they killed you. And you had to be high, like, because they were like level 50 something and you were level 38. So yeah, that's that. They definitely have worked to preserve that. I'm going to look. Like, basically, uh, one of the interesting things isn't even the the Eastern Kingdoms and Kalimdor. because those are all basically. Um, your starting zones are all level one to ten. Apparently, apparently they some say they scale to level twenty, even though that's not listed.
3: It's not it's listed I, I as one think, to ten, but it, I think it goes up to twenty.
2: I think it's supposed ten. to be twenty because that's uh, when the allied races uh, start coming in. Yeah, I yeah. think the whole point is the allied races are they you know, can they skip don't, the starting. They don't have zones. their own starting zones. Yeah, because they escort. don't need them. Yeah, exactly. But
0: right now what we have is um, what's listed as one to ten is Ezra Mist Isle, Dunmoreau, Durotar, uh Elwyn Forest, Eversong Woods, Mulgore, Teldrassel, Terrace Glades, and that's basically every starting zone that I can think of. Like you know, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. So those all scale from one to ten. After you get out of those, every zone's max like every original world zone is levels max is sixty. And that that means when I say original world, I don't mean the cataclysm ones. Obviously those aren't included. But basically everything else... so
3: like so like for example here, um, you've got some zones that are levels ten through sixty. Um, and that includes Ashara and Blood Mist Isle, Darkshore, Ghostlands, Loch Modan, Northern Barrens, Silver Pine Forest and Westfall. All of those you can go there at level ten, but they go all the way up to sixty. So if you're say level, I don't know, level 40 or something like that and you're over in the Badlands and you're done in the Badlands and you decide, hey, I want to go to Ashara and do all that crazy goblin stuff because I didn't actually go do that You you can go there and it'll all be level appropriate for you it'll be scaled to you which is weird. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's even stranger as you move through cuz like Ashendale and Hillsbad Hillsbred Fort, Fort Hills Red Ridge Mountains are all 15 to 60, then yeah. the next group is 20 to 60, the next group is 25 to 60, 30 to 60, 35 to 60, 40 to 60, and finally 55 to si- to 56.
3: Is Deadwind Pass. But that's Deadwind because Pass. there's not really much of anything in Deadwind. I don't I I think there's like one or two quests that take you into Deadwind but not very far. So yeah. yeah, It's not really a leveling zone per se. It's mostly, oh hey, that's that space where Carazon's located and that's about it. But then you what, get to... I find that kind of fascinating though that it's like, oh, you know, you could be out in winter spring or whatever and go, you know what? I think I want to finish out level sixty over in Westfall because why not? And you could go to Westfall and finish out level sixty out there
0: yeah like uh,
3: what
1: <laughs> it's really of cool interesting though.
0: too what's really interesting to me is when it starts moving into the expansions i don't know how much more time we want to talk about it because you guys get the basic idea of what we're saying but um what you have here is like everything from outland and northrend goes from 58 to 80 now like it it, it all it will not all that goes from 58 to 80 my apologies but the the starting zones of borean tundra hellfire peninsula and howling fjord are all 55 to 80. from there Zangar Marsh is, like, level 60 and up. Um, Dragon Blight is 61 and up. Uh, Terracar Forest is 62 and up. Grizzly Hills is 63 and up. So you basically, from Outland on, you could completely skip
3: Outland. You
2: could if just go to, to Northrend. Yeah, he wants you to skip Outland. It is well, so here's, great. Well,
3: here's the thing, and this is this is why I kind of appreciate I actually addressed this in the queue for tomorrow. but Because um, somebody was like, well, if you can go to, if the choice is given to you that you could go to Outland or you could go to Northrend, then who's ever going to go to Outland? And I'm like, well, I would go to Outland, actually, because I think every alt that I've leveled so far, I've made it, like, halfway through Hellfire Peninsula, and then I was high enough level to go... To Northrend, so I didn't really get to participate in any of the later Burning Crusade stuff. Yeah, and because you
0: you skipped because there was no reason not there
3: to. There was yeah, because you can't get any more experience. You know, once everything is greened out or whatever, it makes much more sense to go someplace where the quests are an appropriate level. So I don't think that I've actually leveled in Netherstorm since maybe somewhere in Wrath. Like I haven't actually gone back to level. There, through there those are areas. so many
2: zones I haven't done when leveling.
3: Yeah, yeah you, because it's, it's, really, just, it's, it's like, well, there was no point. You, you already out-leveled the area, so you might as well move on. Well, now you don't have to move on. And I really like that because, especially in terms of Outland, it's been so long since I've done those zones that, yeah, I would totally level there again. It's been a while. It's been a really long time. I'd like to go see that stuff again. Yeah, and
0: it's the Cataclysm and Pandaria do basically the same thing.
3: Here's here's the uh-huh. only... Well, okay, there's two things that I'm kind of worried about right now. First off, this whole scaling thing, it's... I haven't checked it out myself. I haven't checked it out myself. And, and I'm going to like say that right off the bat here. But apparently there's something wonky going on in terms of soloing Old World raids. Oh,
2: yep. Because yep, yep. of the
3: scaling... And that I hope they get that figured out because that's part of the fun of transmog is being able to go back and solo those old raids and stuff. And if that's all messed up due to scaling, people are going to be a little bit irritated. Um, So I kind of hope. I
2: doubt that's going to stick because Blizzard's usually pretty good about, you know, that sort of thing, and that's always been their intention. But it's something to keep an eye on.
3: Right, that that's one thing that I'm worried about, but I'm hoping that they'll address that. The other thing that I'm not necessarily worried about, I'm just kind of irritated about right now, is that the only option for going to ninety from ninety to one hundred is Warlords of Draenor. Like you have to go to yeah. Warlords of Draenor. Look, guys, that's the one expansion I don't want to do. Can we just group that with Cataclysm <laughs> and Pandaria so I never have to see I, it again? Because I'd be okay with that. And the one,
0: that. my theory is that they're going to group it with Legion. I'd be okay with that too. I would much
3: rather do Legion. If there is a way for me to skip Warlords so that I don't have to go there, that would be fantastic. See, I I, I didn't mind the leveling there. Well, this is the problem though, Rossi, is that because there was so little to do at Endgame and Warlords, I leveled so many alts through all of those zones and I got so tired of every single last one of them that it just makes me, I, I don't want to go back it's its the same effect that people were talking about when they were saying, well why would you ever want to go to Outland? Because everything there it's like, we've done it before a million times and I'm like, no I haven't actually, not in a long time Okay, Warlords is one of those places where it's so recent that I've done everything a million times you know, give me a few years and maybe I'll want to go back and play through it again but right now, I don't want to look at it anymore <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah. So for me, Warlords killed my desire to level alts yeah, like I had no desire to level alts through uh, Warlords, so I haven't done the zones that much. I did them like we did them in the leveling stream. That was the last time I did it. Yeah. So for me, like I, I leveled a couple alts just through the invasions. But we'll we'll see what happens. I I hope yeah. that when Legion, like when we have the next expansion, that Legion gets grouped in with Draenor, so you can go from like ninety to one to one hundred that way. Like I ninety to one ten.
3: For and now, just though, I put mean. Put all in there. I'll just do what I did with my monk. And what I did with my monk was... Um, I went and I found all of the treasures in the starting zone in Frostfire. Because she's Pandaren, but she's yep. bored. Anyway, I found all the treasures there. And got did like a handful of quests to get to the point where I could start picking up treasures in Gorgrond. And then what I did was I went to Gorgrond, And you know how you've got um, all of those little bonus areas that open up once you finish, like, opening that first flight point for your faction, there's, like, the little bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what you do is you go to each of those bonus areas, and you complete them up until the point where you have, like, one thing left to kill or one thing left to pick up, and then you leave it, right? And you go to the next one. So you leave it so that you have all of oh, these things yeah. where it only takes I, one thing left.
2: I love doing that.
3: Then you go to the auction house and you buy Get one a of 300% those potions. <laughs> XP potions. You come <laughs> back and you go boom, 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 boom. And I think I got, like, I went from ninety level 92 to level 99 in, like, Oh, holy min- crap. In like 10 minutes. It was like the last ridiculous. Time I, the
2: last time I did that, I think I got like 3 levels.
3: Oh no, I got more than that cuz I had rested XP. <laughs> like
2: <laughs> Yeah. No, I think I might have I think they might have nerfed it uh when Legion came out then cuz that's insane.
3: I had rested XP but and then I had stuff. the XP potion on top of that in between all of that um and picking up the rest of the treasures from Gorgon, I was out of there. I was out of, I was in warlords and out of warlords. And I think about like three hours and that was good for me.
2: (laughs) Um, Speaking of XP nerfs real quick, before we move on, uh, they, I don't know if we mentioned, they did change the XP requirements for leveling and uh, nerfed heirlooms a little bit and made dungeons harder. So overall uh, with the scaling, you are probably going to see leveling be a little more difficult, but not impossible, just more in line with what it used to be before you, like, one-shot things.
3: And that's okay. Yeah. I'm okay yeah, with that. It's just soloing Old World Raids is one of those things that people really get into for doing yeah. transmog and stuff. So if this affects that, people are going to be really unhappy. So I'm oh, hoping that. that they don't do that.
0: They have time to work it out since it yeah. is on the PTR. Um, speaking of PTRs, uh, I guess we should mention briefly that the Overwatch PTR focus on Doomfist pretty heavily.
3: Yeah, uh- um... Doomfist has been bugged, like super, super bugged, and they they've implemented a bunch of bug fixes, and a gigantic chunk of them addressed Doomfist because his rocket punch and his seismic slam both were they weren't there was something going on with them and the targeting reticle and also how they interacted with walls and with players that were standing next to walls, um, so. With the round of bug fixes that they put out there, wall slamming should be improved, and Rocket Punch should be breaking breakables again, where it wasn't doing it. Um, Seismic Slam should be, like, cancelled when it's landing, or it shouldn't be cancelled when it's landing too close to a wall. Like, it should actually be functioning correctly. But there are still other bugs that they are working on with Doomfist. For whatever reason, like, there's a lot of problems with Doomfist in terms of whether or not players that you're like attacking are near a wall near a corner or just around a corner like how how his abilities work with that and that's just kind of like a terrain thing but it's also like a targeting kind of thing and it's something that they are actively working on because people were not happy understandably because I mean this guy is like pretty new guy he's not as new as Moira but he was released just like not the last hero release but the hero before that. Mm Summer came out? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people were having a lot of fun with him, but all of these bugs are kind of, you know, they've kind of built up to a point where it's like, okay, he's not even fun to play anymore, which kind of stinks because everybody was really looking forward to him when he came out. So they're actively working on this. They haven't got everything fixed yet, but they did release um, a developer update. uh, Jeff Goodman, he put out... um, a post on the forums that kind of explains some of the changes that they're looking at and what they fixed and the things that they're still working on. There's a couple of things that they're actually still actively investigating, uh Rocket Punch punch versus Rocket Punch or charge. There's there's like wildly different reports that it feels kind of random when two Doomfists using Rocket Punch hit each other or when Reinhardt is using charge and he hits a Doomfist that's using rocket punch, like the interaction between these abilities doesn't seem to be working correctly. And they're looking into that. And then, um, there's also an issue going on where aerial seismic slam sometimes causes grounded seismic slams, which isn't really, it's like, instead of the, instead of like, you know, people will be up in the air and they'll use seismic slam and it'll trigger the grounded version instead of the aerial version. Cause there's like two different versions of it. Right. Um, and it's another one of those things where they're looking at it. They aren't necessarily game-breaking. They're just kind of like, huh, that probably shouldn't happen, or maybe that should be more consistent. But it's one of those things where they have to, like, look into what it's doing and kind of see where the pattern is before they can figure out exactly how to counter it.
2: Because or... it's, it's never one of those... It's it's never easy when it comes to glitches. Like, right. That's why orcs had tiny shoulders for the longest time.
3: <laughs>
0: I remember that bug.
3: Yeah.
2: I do too. People hated it and I was very amused.
3: Yeah. There was there were a couple of things that they're still working on. Um one of those is ghost punches and that's where you rocket punch somebody and you go through an enemy instead of impacting them. And some of them are latency related like some of the reports were latency related, but they actually found an issue that was causing that to come up just beyond the whole standard networking issue latency thing. So they're kind of looking at that and trying to get a fix in for that. It's There's a lot of Doomfist stuff that they're addressing right now, which I really appreciate because, like I said, a lot of players really like the guy. Um They had a bunch of other bug stuff going on too, though. There was some Moira. Sorry.
2: Was this all PC only or was this across consoles?
3: Um I'm not sure if this was across... Con- I think well, the PTR right now is PC only. Oh, Um, okay, yeah, yeah,
2: that's true. And they
3: will be available on PS4 and Xbox One in, like, a future patch, but the PTR is PC only. So, it's just, it's reflecting changes that are just coming to PC. And then once it hits the PC, it'll usually hit the consoles shortly after that. But, yeah, you don't, there's no PTR for consoles, so.
0: Okay, one thing we should mention that I had forgotten to mention in the email, but I just remembered. (gasps) Um, Hearthstone's Kobolds and Catacombs uh, expansion launches on Matt Day a.k.a. December 7th, my birthday. Um, so <laughs> it's important because it's the second expansion of a, of a Blizzard game to launch on my birthday, uh, <laughs> the first one being Cataclysm, uh, which didn't work out as well as it hoped, but, you know, I still had a good time during that expansion, so I'm hoping that this one will also... It's got a really old-school D&D vibe if you've been looking at the cards and some of the stuff coming for the expansion where they kind of have like a dungeons you can do. It's actually really cool, I think. it's It might be the one that actually gets me to play Hearthstone after I don't know how many expansions at this point. They may have finally found one that gets me. Uh, but yeah, it's coming if out. If I can get past this, the whole logging thing.
3: in and having the innkeeper insist that I play a couple of games. <laughs> if I can get past that, then I may actually look into playing this one. Because the dungeon thing looks really fun.
0: Yeah, they, they described it in at, at uh, BlizzCon as being kind of like a roguelike. Which I thought yeah. was fascinating, because that's an interesting concept to bring Rogue, into a card Rogue's game. The game, not the class. Yeah, no, the, the game, the roguelike in terms of computer games is a specific genre. So yeah, I'm interested. I Plus, it's, again, it's on Matt Day, which is, you know, anything that happens on December 7th is automatically good. Unless it's a very specific thing that happened on December 7th, 1941 that we don't have to talk about. Uh, but everything else that happens on December 7th. What happened on that day? Nothing we have to talk about. Anyway. So yeah, that's happening this week. Uh, you were born like, 41. No, I was one at 71. That was a joke. Yeah, yeah, I understand that, but it's not funny.
3: <laughs> not funny.
0: Uh, Thursday. It's brand coming out Thursday,
3: you guys. <laughs> Thursday. Yep.
0: So, if Mitch will eventually let me say that, yeah. <laughs> Thursday. Uh. So yeah, if you've been waiting for it, that's when it'll be. It, it's going to be pretty interesting, I think. Um, the cards are fascinating and strange. Have you guys been looking at any of the cards? Because we did a post uh, on that. And,
2: I. The only one I really caught my attention. Hearthstone is like one of the few Blizzard games I really don't get into. Um, but they have Valinir. I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, the The Ulduar Legendary Mace, and it's yes. a Paladin card, and I have issues with that because that was totally a Discipline Priest weapon and er, uh, Wrath. But you know, outside of that, I haven't been paying super close attention. because It was a like,
3: healer weapon. It was there for all healers. <laughs> it,
2: Fit Discipline Priest better than Holy Pallies. That's all I'm saying.
0: Holy mm. Pallies, I used a lot of bubbles back then, dude. Yeah, It was but... actually great. It was a great Holy Pally weapon. We we prioritized it to a Holy Pally first, and then Disc Priest second, and then our Arresto Druid.
2: That's how we did it.
0: Some guilds are just wrong, so. Yes, your guild was wrong. We understand. <laughs> but nevertheless, um, it does have some really fascinating cards. Um, there's just... It's really... I, I don't want to say messed up. I mean, they put Aluneth in this. And, man, that's just... I don't know if they've got a card for uh, the the knife for the Shadow Priest's name I can never pronounce. Yeah, um, If they haven't given that thing a card, they should, because even though Mish loves it too much, it is a fascinating legendary. It's probably the best legendary in terms of personality of any of them. I mean, it's evil. It's real evil. It's not even trying. It's like having, like, you know, two Sith Lords on your shoulders at all times... I'm going to destroy them. No, don't just destroy them. Torture them to death first. And that's like carrying that around in your hand. But nevertheless, it, it should be in the card game. I I, I, think think that would be great. I think that's pretty much it. Unless you guys have anything else you want to mention before we move on to emails?
3: Um, the only other thing that we might want to mention briefly is that Overwatch League skins are going to be available soon in game. Um, these are skins specifically. F- they represent each of the Overwatch League teams that are out there. Um, how they're, they're doing They're pretty cool. They're pretty cool, but here this is this is the interesting part, right? Um you can get your hands on these skins but you won't be able to get them through like regular loot boxes or anything like that. You'll be purchasing league tokens instead of buying the skins directly and the league tokens can be used to purchase the skins. And you can get whichever skin you want. There's no random element to it. And when they do introduce this, they will be giving everybody that logs in enough tokens to buy their first skin, whatever skin they want to get. So
2: Are these these are individual skins, not skin packs?
3: I think that It's individual skin. They weren't really clear on that. The thing that they were clear on was that this was going to be a separate currency kind of thing. And it's also not going to be a randomized loot box kind of thing. So if you're a fan of, say, uh, the fuel or whatever, you can just go get a skin for the fuel to, like, represent the fuel. And instead of, like, buying a bunch of loot boxes or getting a bunch of loot boxes and hoping that eventually you get the right skin. um, The other thing is that Apparently, by purchasing the skins, it's sort of like um, buying, you know, team jerseys or whatever through the NFL shop or the MLB shop or whatever. Like some of the proceeds from those sales go directly towards supporting the teams and helping the teams out. So that's why they're doing this to kind of, I guess to kind of track it better and make it easier to keep track of which team is getting what, or what, what amount of the proceeds coming in from loot box purchases and that kind of thing is to be allocated to the league I think that's why they're doing this. Um, there were still some things that they were kind of iffy about. Like they, they didn't say how much each skin was going to cost. They didn't say exactly, you know, where that money goes for the tokens or how much even that the tokens are going to cost, like the League tokens to buy the skins. And I guess all of that's probably coming at a later date because obviously this all this stuff, it's not, I don't think it's going to hit until like early next year. But um yeah. That's going on.
2: (laughs) There's also on the gear shop tomorrow, you were mentioning, like, jersey jerseys. I think the gear shop tomorrow is starting to sell, like, team jerseys. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, the gear shop is going to be selling Overwatch League-specific stuff starting tomorrow, I think. Um Anna mentioned that I didn't see anything about that and when I tried to look at it it was like a 404 page so I'm like oh okay well yeah
2: I saw something else on a different was a different URL it wasn't the Blizzard store but it was I think it was the Overwatch League site itself
3: yeah Um, where they said that they had stuff that was coming soon
2: I think yeah and then there was a tweet that said it was coming tomorrow
3: so. Yeah. So it's it's all stuff that they're going to be like selling but it's like real life gear, not skins. Um yes. so if you wanna if you wanna buy some stuff for like Christmas presents and things and you have people on your list that are super excited about Overwatch or the Overwatch League, well hey, now you can get stuff starting tomorrow. Which I think is pretty neat. Um the thing that I appreciate though with the whole League skins thing is that they're keeping it separate from the loot boxes so that, you know, people that aren't really interested in the Overwatch League or don't really, like, they don't want a team, you know, they don't want, like, a, a Dallas Fuel or whatever. They don't want a skin for a team. They want that really yeah. cool Widowmaker Ballerina skin that they've been trying to get for, like, forever.
2: <laughs> I am curious.
3: Be really frustrating if they just got, like, a Team League skin. They're like, wait, hang on. No, that's not the one I want.
2: i am curious if this is how they always intended to do it or if the recent like loot box stuff made them like completely go all in on no loot boxes
3: i don't know um it might have had something to do with it but it just makes sense too because the thing is is yeah yeah yeah. if they're make if they're making making if they're making some money from the sales of these skins then there should be an easy way to keep track of that and if people are just allowed to buy the skins directly that's the easiest way to keep track of it as Agreed. it's like, okay, people bought this to get the skin, we sold this many skins, you guys get this amount of money, or whatever. Like, accounting-wise, that just seems like a more sensible option. In my mind, I don't have anything to do with Overwatch League, so I don't even know if that's how they're running it. But that's the it's impression nice. that I was getting, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Um, at this point, um, if you have an email for the show, send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Uh, with the subject line, podcast at Blizzard Watch, so we know it's for the show. Try and keep your emails... You know, a little short just so they're not like super, super long, so we know, you know, we know what we're doing. We're going to move it over to Ann before we do emails. So, Ann, if you don't mind.
3: If you guys enjoy our show, um, you might want to consider checking out Munch Pack. That's M-U-N-C-H-P-A-K. And you can sign up for that at blizzardwatch.com Munch Pack. Inside every Munch Pack is a selection of snacks from around the world. Munch Pack offers a variety of pack sizes and delivery schedules, and you can kind of customize the types of snacks that you get with your personal tastes or dietary restrictions in mind. They do have you options available for people that need like certain dietary stuff. A few items from this month's sample pack included like French bonbons, sea salt and malt vinegar crisps, Roastbusters coffee from the coffee shop of Horrors in Orlando, which is just weird, and then the can of Romulan ale, (laughs) which I'm still kind of stuck on. Obviously, if you make a purchase for this, you do actually help support the show, so we do appreciate it if you guys want to sign up and subscribe. Again, you can check them out at blizzardwatch.com Anyway, let's get into the emails here. So our first email is from EJ, who has kept it blessedly short, actually. (laughs) They say, hellos, gnomes. Why don't we get a decent story? Will we ever? What would you do with us story-wise? Thanks, EJ. That's it. Go.
0: I've always wanted them to do a story where they tie up all that stuff from Wrath and all the stuff from the uh, Chronicle books and they really deal with Memeron and, you know, Gearmaster Mechazod and all that I, I want them to do that. I don't know that they ever will. It feels like they kind of did that Nomergon thing back at the end of Kata, and that's, I mean, beginning of Kata, and that's sort of the only time that they've really touched on gnomes, and the only time they've gotten any real thing is that they show up occasionally in some of the in-game cinematics, and that's basically it. And I, I, I would like to see a lot more. I I, I was kind of totally happy that
3: Mechatork showed up in the Legion stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely, but I I really feel like he could do a lot more with gnomes than they do. And I get that they're kind of a joke race, but come on. Uh, there's have got, got a lot of gnome fans point. out there. Well, plus, I mean, there's a ton of lore at this point. They've they've established, like, you know, we've got, M- Mimiron even showed up again in Legion, so it's not like the guy isn't doing stuff. So have him, have him connect up with his people. The gnomes are his people. He made them. Like, have him, yeah. you know, go do something with them. Like, you imagine if he showed up at Gnomeregon. He'd be like, oh, why are you fighting? Why are... Why, oh, no, we can fix all this. That's what we well, do. So we're gnomes. We'll fix thing. it." Yeah, that would. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see him and MechaTorque Mechatork interact. Uh, I'd love to see you know the whole thing. I I really do think gnomes are cool.
2: Yeah, my my thoughts on this were pretty much. Uh, I see why they don't really have a main story. Like it, it's hard if it's not tying into either the expansion story or the overarching theme. Um, you know, this time each zone had a story, plus the Legion was the big threat, that sort of thing. Uh, I, I would like it, and I've said this before, if there were, like, world quests in, um, old-school Azeroth, and, like, you know, maybe one patch you're getting world quests to do something near Nomorgan. Maybe the next patch you have different world quests, and Nomorgan is, like, slightly more retaken. Um, I, th- I think retaking Nomorgan would be cool, like, giving them a, a capital city, because, battle for azeroth seems to be all about changing capital cities right now so i think it would be fitting i get why it's not a thing but i think there are definitely cool ways to do it
3: here's my issue with this and it's not i shouldn't say my issue here's the problem with it right ever since blizzard introduced gnomes they have written them from day one as kind of this joke race that nobody takes seriously like, all of their quests and everything were a little bit goofy. The way the characters acted was always a little bit goofy. Like, they, they were always just like, oh, they're really silly. Oh, gnomes are for punting. Oh, this, that, the other. Like, it's it's been, like Rossi said, it's been kind of like a joke race, quote unquote. You When you've... Hmm, how do I put this? Because they've been written this way since day one, that's how players look at them. Because that was the way that they were established. So in order to write a compelling story for gnomes, you don't only have to write a compelling story, you have to write the kind of story that moves people beyond that joke perception and lets them know, okay, this is the time to take them seriously now. And that's a harder story to write, a way harder story to write. Do I think they're up for it? Yeah, but again, it's one of those things where it would have to be thematically relevant for them to do so. I think it's the kind of story that they could write. I mean, you look at Christy Golden and you look at what she did with Kindy in uh, Tides of War... Was like, oh, weeping buckets, dang! You know, <laughs> they, they, she's she, she has that potential. Like that potential is there for them to do that, but there also has to be the right opening for them to do that, and the desire for them to want to do that. Like they have to look at it and go, yeah, okay, this is a story we really want to tell. This is something that a lot of people would get really invested in, and so far that hasn't popped up. I wish it would. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I don't like gnomes or don't think that they deserve a story. Because I think that they do. I just, I think that it's probably, it's a bigger challenge than you would think. Because it's not just making the people that play gnomes happy that they get a storyline. It's getting everybody else who doesn't play gnomes or maybe looks at gnomes and just kind of writes them off as this joke race to get invested in them. And that. Gotta
2: shatter those preconceived gnomes.
3: Yeah. And the thing is, is all of those preconceived notions are the ones that Blizzard planted there to begin with. So it's like, it's like they kind of write past themselves and shut up, Mitch. They got to write past (laughs) themselves. They got to write past what they've already established. I think that they could do it. I think they need the right opening to do it, but I think that they could do it and I'd like to see it anyway. All right. Uh, Next email is from X, an orc warrior on a comma. Who says hello watchers since I began playing WoW oh so long ago I've almost exclusively played Horde I have a few Alliance characters but none that I play with any regularity The announcement of Battle for Azeroth and allied races has me very excited to really get an Alliance character going My question to y'all is what class do you think I should play It's occurred to me that since I'm probably not going to be playing this character as regularly as others I should play a class that I'm familiar with I main a warrior so I know what Rossi's suggestion will be but I'm also <laughs> open to the idea of playing something new to. Get Give me something unique to experience. What are your thoughts? As previously stated, my main is w- warrior, but I also regularly play paladin, monk, and shaman.
0: I'm That's- gonna say rogue. Really? Because when we were doing the leveling stream, the last character I, I rolled was a rogue, and it was kind of fun in a weird sort of way. I mean, oh my
3: gosh, Roger welcome things- to the fold.
0: <laughs> oh, no, because I haven't played it since. I mean, come on. But but you that, liked it. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. One of the things about I Rogue is the they, they don't like work really well it. in a party. Like, when you're in a group of people all running around doing stuff, the Rogue doesn't have any fast movement until, like, level 20-something. Uh, sprint isn't. You don't get Sprint right away, so you're just plodding along behind people for a long time. But... <laughs>
2: Sorry, there's this siren behind you that's it's going off.
0: Yeah, I'm not talking. Try not to talk, so uh basically yes the um the rogue has a lot of advantages to solo play and it really is a very good strong solid solo class to level like i i got up to level 30 something on that rogue in like no time and i didn't have any heirlooms and i wasn't really messing about too much but they just being able to stealth around stuff is a huge advantage and if you haven't played one i'd say either rogue or druid because you know both have that stealth if it's if it's a mechanic you're not familiar with it can be eye-opening it really does change the game around uh it's not to my it
2: might spoil you
0: i don't like it like as a full-time thing like i would much prefer to play a warrior but if you've played a warrior a lot i think you should consider playing a rogue for your new class because it'll give you a chance to go do stuff you would otherwise need group to do um i think it's i'm gonna stick i'm gonna stick with rogue yeah
3: I feel like the reason the sirens are going off is because somebody heard you say something that wasn't a warrior. Must be in a plaster at his
0: house. <laughs> no, it's it's really hot out. Like, four degrees feels really warm right now, so I have my window open. I couldn't get up to close it. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> That's okay.
2: Mitch, what about you? Um. So my thinking here was, uh, I had kind of two routes of thinking. One of them was, you listed a lot of melee characters, and I don't know if you actually play melee specs, so... Uh, sorry if that was the wrong assumption. Um, So on the one hand, I think it would be kind of cool to go with the caster. And, you know, obviously Shadow Priest is my main caster choice, but I think if you're new to casters, um, Warlock's going to be super durable. Like, Mage is glass cannon, whereas Warlock, I'm going to be able to take a beating, and is a little less complicated than Shadow. Alex had so much
3: fun with the Warlock on that leveling stream.
2: Yeah, and I, I think uh I think you should give casters a go. Like if you haven't leveled a caster before or it's been a while, I mean definitely do that because it's a different experience than melee. If you wanna to stick to melee though, I had the same thoughts. Rogue. It was it was warlock and rogue for me.
3: Okay, so um just because I've been recently playing a monk and I've seen exactly how much fun they are, I'm going to say if you want to play something that you've played already, go monk, because they're pretty sturdy. They can heal themselves if needed. And Keg. They're, they they're real beer. fun. They're really fun. I mean, I have a lot of fun. I, admittedly, I have, like, a lot of fun playing mine. I haven't gotten tired of it yet, which is weird. I don't know why I haven't gotten one to max level before, but... I am also going to shockingly agree with Rossi and Mitch (laughs) (laughs) and say, look, if you want something that's just going to solo, like if you're looking for something that's just going to be fun for soloing and solo leveling and that kind of thing, look, there's nothing better than a rogue for doing that. Um, I've played the class since Burning Crusade and I haven't stopped playing it. And maybe it's gotten a little bit, dull at points because they're not quite as shiny and new and exciting as some of the newer classes. They don't have as many bells and whistles, but when it comes down to dealing damage and not dying, which is pretty much what the game is all about, um you're not really going to beat a rogue. You've got an escape, you've got so many different escape buttons to get out of everything. And yeah, druid kind of does the same thing. Druid has the whole stealth thing if you're looking for that, but I, I like rogues better than druids, and I've played both. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I've played both, and I, and I still like rogues. I like the way that rogues play. I like their play style. I like the poison mechanics. I like the bleed mechanics, and I know that feral druids kind of have like, their own set of bleeds and things like that. It's not quite the same, um, so maybe look into that, and if you're not going to look into that, do a monk, because monks are fun. That's my suggestion. So now you have a whole bunch of stuff to think about, including the the shocking idea that Rossi would suggest anything other than a warrior. Quite s- frankly, I I'm feel like... I'm still kind of I- hung up on that, Rossi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like me saying anything kind of has like a asterisk at the bottom with, he didn't mention warriors because he is mentioning warriors just by existing. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm going to say. We all know what I'm going to say. I don't need to say it again. It's like Yeah, warriors. Of course, warriors. But if you're not going to play a warrior... Here's some other ideas. Because, C- yeah, warriors are better, but... Still. Okay, you're not going to get an Ashkandi right away. So, it, well, you might already have it saved in your transmog, though. Thanks to the wardrobe. So, yeah, okay, never mind. Play a warrior. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that didn't take long.
3: Okay. Next email is <laughs> is from a Mistweaver monk on Darkspear named Barack Obama. Hi.
2: But bear. Bear. Barak, off. Just, just Obama. those listening.
3: Like, B-E-A-R, um... Not the former president of the United States. (laughs) Although
2: that would be a good name for him to hide under. It's so obvious no one would expect it.
3: I could see him playing a monk. But anyway, let's let's move on to the email here. He says, So y'all tell me what you think about this idea. The classic server is set in the quote-unquote classic time, but not necessarily limit, limited to the world of vanilla 1.x WoW. For example, let's say that the classic server launches with 1.10 Drums of War, just like Rossi has posited. The first expansion was Burning Crusade, right? Which took us to Outland, right? What if the classic server got an expansion, but the content was set at the same time as 1.10? Then each classic expansion would be sort of a prequel to the real expansions. So sort of like Meanwhile in Outland. I mean, all the places that we've seen in expansions were in existence during Vanilla. We just didn't see them. You could theoretically go down the line of all the expansions just as they were released, but have the setting be as they were at that time with the same mechanics and classes, etc., as it was in effect at 1.10. Do you like that idea? If so, what would be going on in 1.10 Dranor or Broken Shore, etc.? Thanks, Bear.
0: My God, the amount of work that would be.
3: Uh, Yeah, the whole point... I don't... Look, a classic server is going to be classic World of Warcraft. Like, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think that they're going to do any expansions to it or anything like that. I mean, I can't really say what they're going to do with it because they haven't even figured out what to do with it. They've just figured out that they are going to do it. Like, that's all they've given us to go on. But this all seems ridiculously complicated, and it's adding new stuff to a classic server. The classic server doesn't need new stuff. The new stuff go to the new game, the one that's like currently in development.
2: Yeah, that yeah. Vanilla servers are vanilla servers. They should be vanilla servers and stay that way forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, you essentially described making a, a second WoW. That's not really alternate universe, but like alternate story, um, which I think is cool. An idea in and of itself. Uh, I would prefer to go to new places uh, rather than. You know, like, return. if we're getting an expansion, like, let's say, ignoring the vanilla aspect of all this, if Blizzard were to say, hey, we're going to go to all of these other areas um, and see what they were doing at this time or whatever, as an expansion, I would not prefer that over just new zones and brand, like, new, new story. Uh, I-, I think I kind of like the um, Kel Dalar thing where you go back to the Sunwell and see what's happened to it. I, I would like to see that sort of thing, if we ever revisit old content, uh, because it's nice to see that stuff has actually changed.
0: Yeah, like, one of the things that's cool about the monk uh, mount, like, I, I believe, Anne, when you were talking about this last time, the is the monk, yeah, the, you get to go back kind of to Pandaria, not Pandaria itself, it's actually the uh, monk starting zone, right? Not the, Yeah, the,
2: wan- the wandering isle.
0: Yeah, so you get to go back and see what it's like now.
2: The giant turtle. Yeah,
0: you know, and I honestly, this is a, it's, one of those things we're going to out to like Outland to see what it's like before we go to Outland would be weird because we go to Outland through the portal, like and that's the start of the Burning Crusade is we go there, and so what it's like before we go there is the portal is closed and we can't get there. You know what is Northrend like before we before the Lich King attacks Azeroth? Well, the Lich King isn't doing anything yet, so everybody's kind of standing around waiting for him. Like it's
3: snow. There's a lot of snow. Yeah.
0: I mean, there would be some stuff happening. Obviously, the people that we were, that were there when we got there would still be there. It, that leads into like a weird thing where you go and you fight Ymiron before he's raised yet. I, it's just like we've
2: uh, the other thing I was thinking of with this, rather than you know, if we're going the past route, was they have like flashback quests every now and then where you go back in time, like the um, Ashara one that we had in Legion. Like that's way back but you get to see old ashara map you get to go back in time see what was happening then and it also ties into the story now that's i mean that's the sort of thing i would prefer they do if they do or anything think, like or this or caverns
0: and of th- time for that matter yeah
2: yeah caverns of time works you could too, do a caverns of time
0: where easy. you go back in time to like north to the war of the spider and get to see like you know what the lich gang actually did to Nubarak. stuff like that could be fun but i don't i feel like doing this kind of weird prequel thing not really a great idea. I straight up just don't think it's a great good idea. Here's
3: here's my thoughts on the matter. If they're going to give us Classic WoW as it was back in, what, 2004? Was it 2004 when it came out? Yeah, 2004. 2004. Okay, yeah. if they're going to give us Classic WoW just like it was back in 2004, it should be just like it was in 2004. Like, don't add anything to it. Just give us the game that was there in 2004. Please and thank you. We're done. Like. Agreed. End of story. <laughs> that's what people wanted. That's what people want with Classic WoW. That's what people have been doing with, uh, you know, when they've been playing on these illegal servers or whatever. They're playing that old version of World of Warcraft. That's all people were looking for. There's, yeah. there's I don't think that they're going to like devote any kind of precious development time towards, oh, let's give something new to the people over on WoW Classic. No, that's kind of like the the opposite of what they wanted to begin with, isn't it? Think of, yeah. think of
0: it this way. Remember when they made new Coke?
3: Yeah. And nope. and
0: people got really mad.
3: I vaguely and so they had remember, to bring back... I remember my mom back, being really yeah. mad.
0: There's people that, <laughs> that got mad and they, they hoarded original Coke. And oh, then when weird. Coke Classic came out, we're like, okay, thank God. They went back to the original formula. Those people didn't want new Coke. So they're not... you know. If you go and they don't make want the-
3: classic Coke plus something added to it. Yeah. They just wanted classic Coke. Yeah, that's, that's they what wanted. they're looking for. Okay, uh, it, it basically that's a good I, analogy. I, I, so, okay. Uh, next email here is from Garatu Troll Priest Witch Doctor from Warm Rest Accord, who says, "Love the show, enjoy it." During my opening shift at Trader Joe's, we're not sponsored. Uh, but back to the question, <laughs> <laughs> I just done I do same. love
2: Trader Joe's though. <laughs>
3: I don't even have it out here. Anyway, back to the question. I just done the Zandalari prophecy quest and it says that the whole island sank. But aren't we supposedly going there in the new expansion? Thanks, Mon, the Doctor. Rossi, More you wanna folk? tackle this?
0: Well they've they've been like they've never actually said outright that the whole island sank. They said that the island was sinking. And that does seem to be the case still. Even in in uh, Battle for Azeroth, there's there's definitely some points where they're talking about how like an entire area has gone from like grasslands to a swamp as it's been sinking into the ocean, and those the trolls from those areas have turned into like this is all this is BlizzCon stuff. It's not spoilers. Um, they, the trolls from that area have turned into evil blood trolls and are attacking the Zandalari capital. Like they're coming in from the swamp. It's a so yes, island. the place is
3: sinking. Yeah, but it's,
0: it's not sinking fast
3: it's it's a big island it's going down very slowly it's not like pulling a titanic and half of it's going to go up in the air and two of them are going to end up on a door or something like well one of them on a door the other one clinging to the door and dying it's like sorry spoilers for a movie that's what 20 years old <laughs> anyway i haven't seen it yet i haven't seen it <laughs> I don't know if was just joking, but I haven't seen it I've never seen Titanic, no oh, wow. uh, It wasn't a bad film, actually But um, going back to the question at hand here <laughs> The island is in the process of sinking It's doing so very slowly, but it is doing it Xandalar um, used to be much larger than it is in, in Battle for Azeroth By the time we reach it in Battle for Azeroth, there's like a chunk of it left that's about the size of however many leveling zones that area happens to be. Is it three? Three, three yeah. Or yeah. Four? yeah, yeah, yeah. Each one, each one's three. Each one is three. So, so it's about three zones big, and it used to be, you know, the size of half of Kalimdor or something. Presumably, you know, it used if to be really, really big.
0: You look at the map that they have in Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously about the size of the Broken Isles. Yeah. Before in, on that map, so do that what you want.
3: Yeah. Um, it's not. I I don't remember the quest that he's talking about here—the Zandalari prophecy quest. Well, one was we, one you, in Pandaria, wasn't there?
0: Yeah, it is that. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the one where he's talking about going to find uh, Li Shen, because oh, yeah. the Zandalari the Zandalari are chasing after Li Shen to, to raise him, so they can because they're like, you know, our our land has sunk and we have no place to that's live. That's
3: right. Okay, that's right. Up there in like on the north coast.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's near okay. the um temple. Of the, it's like north of the temple of the white tiger. Yeah, that okay. little that weird little town, and you go up to the islands, and there's stuff there. Yeah, it's so not the there. island really like with the Undasa,
3: but the little ones off to the west. Yeah. but yeah, and then they
0: send you into the mountains, the and there's like tombs and stuff, and you're chasing them. And they're on, and you eventually, you get there not in time, and they they grab Li Shen, and that's like how I Li Shen is on an island later. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing.
3: Okay. Yeah. Um they also might be exaggerating just to, you know, emphasize the direness of their situation or whatever. Because they were, really they might
0: true. come from the, they might come from the part that it did sink because part of it is sunk and part of it is now a swamp.
3: Or they fled so. because it was in the middle of sinking, and they're presuming that by now it's all gone. You know, that Hey, kind this of thing. island
2: looks a lot better than we thought. Yeah, but we really wanted the help. <laughs>
3: We really wanted the Mogu's help. Yeah, Um, it's it's entirely possible that they kind of exaggerated the situation a little just to get a better hand with the Mogu and get some sympathy points or something. Um, Anyway, uh, I think that pretty much wraps us up for emails here. And that also wraps us up for the show. Again, if you enjoy the show, if you want to kind of help support the show, you should consider checking out MunchPak at blizzardwatch.com slash MunchPak. That's M-U-N-C-H-P-A-K. You can get a whole bunch of tasty goodies. It's a subscription thing. It'd make a good Christmas gift. So sign up if you'd like. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience.
0: Thank you very much, Anne. Again, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with podcast or Blizzard Watch" in the subject line so we you know it's for the show. This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. I'm Matt, your host, and uh, you guys always here for us we really appreciate it we'll see you guys next week